right, welcome everybody to the fourth episode of the Cloudland podcast at Cloudland Recording Studios. I'm Britt Robichaud. We are sponsored by Dreamy Life Records. Today we've got Ty Macklin. Uh, he's a rapper, a producer, a writer, um, a studio owner. He does it all. It's pretty amazing. He's uh, worked on Erica Badu's uh, record Baduism. He's got Grammys. It's like multi-platinum. He's worked with India RE. Um, all sorts of people. Um, let's just get straight up into it. Yeah. So what's new, man? Man, all is well, man. Good. All is well, Britt. Yeah, man, I can't complain, dog. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just yeah, chilling. Yeah. Chilling, chilling. So are you from Fort Worth? I'm from Dallas. From Dallas? Yeah, okay. I'm from Dallas. Cool. I was born and raised in Dallas. Um, 1973. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, straight out of Dallas, awesome. East Dallas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Born and raised, yeah. Cool. So when did you move to Fort Worth? Ooh, probably in uh, probably 1995. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I've been out here since ni- 1995. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I came out because um. I was running a recording studio at my apartment in Dallas, at my mom's apartment in Dallas, and uh, it was called the House of Demos. Oh, nice. And uh, so everybody used to come through, you know what I'm saying? All the hip-hop cast used to come through, and um, Erica, Badu, you know, would come through, Madaku, everybody, Jawborn, everybody would come through and record. And uh, so some cats used to come through from Arlington, and they was like, yo, we know this brother out in Fort Worth got got a studio. I'm like, yo, a brother with a studio. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, yeah, yeah. And, um... So he's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We know him real good, so we'll introduce you. So they introduced me to my business partner, Al Gibbs, and uh, he had already had a small studio out here in Fort Worth. And I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I, live in, I was living in North Dallas at the time, and I was like, yo, I'll come out and run your studio for you. I was like, I live in that mug. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was so cool. He was like, okay. That's all, <laughs> well. So I moved into the studio in 1995, man. Doesn't and, uh, get any better than that, right? Doesn't get any better than that, man. Awesome. Yeah. So w- that was your first experience in a, uh, or like working out of a out proper of a studio, studio rather yeah. than uh-huh. the home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Uh, I think cool. he had ADATs at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, that was so, a 90s thing for yeah, sure. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He had ADATs. So I think he had like, I want to say maybe 32 tracks of ADATs. So he oh, had that's like cool. four ADATs. And, uh, and yeah, I cut my teeth on that. Wow. You know yeah. I feel like that we're like the last of a generation of people that had that like had a finite number of tracks to work on, you yeah. know, whether yeah. it was on tape or ADAT or... <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, it was like a finite number. 32 is all <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you want to do 16 solos and keep a bit of each one? No. Sorry, we can't do that. <laughs> exactly. This isn't Steely Dan. Sorry. Hell no, it's not, it was Steely Dan, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that. That's how I came out to Fort Worth, man. Cool. And uh, been out here kind of ever since. Yeah. Awesome. Did you miss mm-hmm. Dallas at that point? Not really, because uh, all my connects are still in Dallas, and my family's in Dallas. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. My and it's not like family. it's that far. Yeah, it's not like And we're both far. on the east side, so it's like a Exactly. Quick, it's like a hop, yeah. skip, and a jump. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then at, at the time when I came out, I didn't have a car. So oh, yeah. I just rode a bike around, and uh, Al was like, yo, we, we were in stop six at the time. Oh, okay. He was like, yo, be careful riding your bike. You know what I'm saying? Through top stop uh, six. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of gang activity at the time. But I was just like, shit, I don't give I don't care. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. Know? But uh but yeah, man, yeah, that's 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 what I that's how I came out. Cool. Know? So yeah. going back even further than that, mm-hmm. when did you Okay, how about this? What's the first music you felt like you were into as a kid? Like, Ooh. like record-wise? Oh, man, record-wise, like, like, did yeah, your parents like, show you stuff? Uh-uh. Well, Soul, they showed me Soul. My mom showed me Soul and my yeah. sister's. 
they were teenagers when I was, you know, coming up or whatever. So they went into Prince and Rick James and El DeBarge and all, you know, those people. Yeah. Stacey Lattimore and all them people, Cameo. Mm-hmm. And um, so I came up on that, you know, and Funkadelic. Cameo. Did you see Cameo's plan in Dallas? Nah, I didn't yeah. know. It's, uh, I think it's like in July, I want to say. Damn, that's dope. Should check it out. I forget who else is playing. It's going to be crazy. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's some sort of a... Like a river festival or something? Oh, wow. I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna keep my ears open for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I came up on Cameo now, and then my mom was a big Millie Jackson fan. I don't cool. know if you're familiar. Yeah, yeah. With me. Uh-huh. yeah. So a lot of Millie Jackson, a lot of Bobby Blue Bland, Bobby Womack. Um, uh-huh. Bobby Womack. Yeah. I saw him a few years back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Isaac Hayes, all all the soul stuff, and uh, so that was my first taste of music. And then me personally, I got into rap and hip hop. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was into like EPMD, mm-hmm. um, Rock Him and Eric B, of course. Yeah. Um, Jungle Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Daylight, yeah, all, yeah, all yeah. Them, especially Daylight. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you go to Daylight. Fortress Festival? I did, man. Uh, I, I didn't, didn't go man. I was busy. I should have. Yeah, but I, I heard they were there, man. Yeah, I was yeah. out of town. Everybody loved it. They said it was uh, they 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 put on such a great show that most people liked it better than like RZA. Oh, that's so. dope. Shabazz, yeah. everybody loved that. Yeah, too, that's but... uh, my man with Diggable Planets, right? Yeah, yeah, I think uh-huh. so, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah, Shabazz, uh, the cat from Diggable Planets. Uh, I can't think of his name, but I think that's his his group, Shabazz uh, yeah. or something like that. Or he goes by Shabazz now, something. Maybe, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I could be wrong, but um, but yeah, yeah, I didn't awesome. get a chance to go, man. But yeah. I heard it was dope. Yeah. Yeah, I I have the same kind of experience with music. I have three brothers, and they're all older than me, yeah. like six, eight, and ten years older yeah. than me. So I feel like when I was a little kid, I was hearing stuff that most kids my age weren't getting yeah, to hear. Up. So exactly. I kind of feel like I when I'm talking music, I feel older than a lot of people, <laughs> right. you know, because yeah. I have these references that people a little bit younger than me definitely don't get. Exactly, you know? yeah. But yeah, yeah. Oh, and you. Prince. Oh, they, oh of yeah. course. Yeah, my sister's, you know, a teenager, so, and yeah. Prince, you know, so yeah, a yeah. lot of Prince, yeah, growing up. Awesome. But yeah, but yeah, man, I was, yeah, De La Tribe, all them people, um, a lot of East Coast uh, rap, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of East Coast rap. Um, Ultramagnetic MCs, mm-hmm. um, Freestyle Fellowship. Well, Freestyle was actually California, but uh, Freestyle Fellowship. So, yeah, just hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like like East Coast stuff spoke more to me, too, when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, like, I think, like... I don't know. When I was younger, I definitely always heard, you know, like Two Live Crew and stuff that yeah, was big up. in the eighties. Exactly. That was, you know, I was too young to really like be out buying records or anything. Exactly. But I was just hearing whatever the neighbors were playing yeah, or kid, wherever I was at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. But I think Gangstar stuck oh, out to of me, course. and that's what that's when I like fell in love with hip hop. Yes, sir. Was hearing Gangstar and DeWick with um, what is DeWick um um, dang it, oh man. Uh, I forgot the cats that sung that, but uh, yeah, the gang star stuff, yeah. all that stuff, yeah, man, yeah. that whole thing, yeah, yeah, awesome. that was that was yeah, heavy yeah. influence. So when did you start actually playing music or? Mm. Um, I think when I was um, when I was um, maybe around seventeen, eighteen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, I started out as an MC. I started out rapping at like like fifteen, sixteen years old, and then um. Um, like my homeboy had gave me this little like Casio keyboard. Uh-huh. It had a little sampler on it. Yeah. So yeah, I started like messing around with records and sampling stuff. So I guess about yeah about maybe eighteen somewhere around there. Yeah. Oh man, I remember the uh, was it the 
SK1. Yeah, it was like a SK1. Yeah, I think yeah, this yeah. was like a knockoff, but Oh man, was that like, was my first one. Yeah, there was a Radio Shack version. Yeah, and of that I think too. there was Radio Shack. That's one. what I yeah. had when I, that was my first uh, instrument That's ever, dope. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was dope. that little thing. And you know you'd like burp into it or something yeah. and then like burp, 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 Exactly. Burp, burp. Yeah, that sampler was awesome. Yeah, we spread the records up. So we would speed the records up nice. to try to get more sample time and shit try to loop that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put it on uh we had uh it was me at the time it was me and uh my DJ Bobby D and um not really my cousin yet. My cousin Fats, he wasn't in that at that time. But like when I was sixteen, it was me, me and Bobby, because we went to the same high school, so we was there doing that shit together. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, so he was the DJ. I was like the MC beat maker. So yeah, I would have uh two tape decks and that little sampler keyboard. We chop you know, chopped shit up and looped the beats and all that stuff, the tape deck stuff. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And so, you started do- doing shows at some point, I imagine? Yeah. Um ooh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think the shows didn't come in until I got into DDT. Okay. So I was in Deck of the Dub team. I'm still in Deck of the Dub team. But, um, I, I like, Jeff pulled us in uh, when I was 16. Yeah. And that's because I had bought, like, the Money and Gold vi- vinyl. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, Jeff's – we had the number on the back. Like, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. called us – you know. So we called it, me and my cousin. We called that shit, and it was like – like, Jeff picked up the phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we was like, hey, man, we rap too. You know, we yeah. 16, dude. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he was like, hey, man, y'all come down the trees. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, man, so he invited us, us down. I guess he liked the voice and all that stuff. So, yeah, um, he asked me, do I want to join the group? And I said, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think I started doing shows when I got into DDT. Cool, and yeah. so that's kind of when it became like a more of a professional yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. You were playing clubs. Yeah, because they were, they were traveling. vinyl and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, we did my first, um, I guess, actual real studio recording was when we did Meltdown, this uh, 45-inch um uh, record or whatever, uh, this and vanilla, vanilla ice, and uh-huh. uh, it was like a little, like the record looked like it was melting. It was like you oh, know, marble cool. looking. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. It's called meltdown. So that was my first time being on like in a real studio recording and all that stuff, and nice. that's first time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And what'd you what'd you say about Vanilla Ice? It was it was called Meltdown. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was with Vanilla Ice? Uh uh-uh, uh, it was about. Oh about yeah, Vanilla Ice. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no good. Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, Vanilla Ice. No, but, that's yo, funny. It was dissing. Yeah, yeah it's called Meltdown. Was he Meltdown. still living in town at that point or had he? I like, think he become... was still in town. Yeah, he yeah. was he was still huge or whatever, but okay. you know, it was just like, you know, we were kind of the antithesis of yeah, Vanilla yeah, Ice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were underground hip hop, you know, or industrial hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. So, you know, we had to do a diss record. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, man. So at that point, did you, when did you start getting into the production aspect? Of production, that? I, I want to say, like, you know, when I get, got that sampling keyboard, so I want to say 16, 17, mm. maybe 18, somewhere around there. And, um, like, the DJ that was off in, uh, in, in Deck and the Dub team, mm-hmm. his name was DJ Jason. Like, we would go to his crib to do all the recording. And man, that dude, like in his bedroom, he had fucking equipment like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yo, shit, like with a computer. Uh-huh. Back in like the fucking, you know, was like late 80s or whatever. Oh, you know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, he was using, um, I don't know what program he was using, but it was Apple. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Whatever it was. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. So he would, you know, Put the shit inside the computer, loop it up, and all that stuff. Add shit to it, wow. and all that stuff, and man. And it took two weeks to do. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the and computer and was weeks. so slow. Exactly. Well, his his <laughs> yeah. computer was like really like he had that shit laid, dude. Yeah. And um, had it all in his bedroom in East Dallas. And uh, so we used to always go over there and do shit, man. And nice. uh, that inspired me to like 
that inspired me, dude, because I was like, yo, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like making beats. And then like DDT was doing kind of like industrial type of music and stuff, kind of a blend of industrial and hip hop. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to do like hip hop jazz, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So that's what that's what got me started. I was like, yo, I'm finna get my records and, you know, go crate digging and all right. that stuff. So we started crate digging, me and my DJ, Bobby D. Yeah. And uh yeah. And, and that's, that's a whole nother lost start too on a lot of people too, is you know, digging for records Man, yeah. and being able to use a turntable. Exactly. <laughs> man, we was at half price books all the time. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh man, yeah, that's always the best. at half price. Yeah, just records for days. You know what I'm saying? Digging oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, looking for jazz records and soul records and yeah. So I think around 17 to 18 is when I really started like getting into to the production aspect of awesome. it, like seriously. And then I started getting. Uh, I think mm, I can't remember what age it was, but I was able to buy the Insonic uh, ASR10, mm -hmm. and uh, from there it just you know yeah that just did it. You know what I'm saying? So that that was the equipment that that just kind of blew the doors open and you yes. were able to do the shit you wanted exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah, man. man. Awesome. Yeah. And uh like, you know, chopping up drums, playing chords, chopping up records, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. I yeah. had a, a a boss doctor sample at oh, one yeah. point, you know those? Yeah. And that's kinda like how that was for me too. I was like, Whoa, I can do all this stuff exactly. I've never been able to do. And of course it was like on what was it smart media disc? Yeah, yeah, sure. Just, was. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Wow. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I had the uh, Elisa's HR sixteen. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I had a little uh, rectangular Boss drum machine. Okay. It was gray. And cool. um, and then I had the Insonic ASR ten. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that was, awesome. that was and my yeah, studio. and that's all. Uh, yeah, man, it's cool that you were able to start with hardware. Yeah. That too that you didn't just open up. I mean, nothing against yeah, word up. opening up Reason or yeah, something. No doubt. Like, I love and that's playing what I with use, Reason. That's what I use to this day. Oh, okay, yeah, awesome. I use yeah. Yeah. There's so much you can do with mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's cool to have your roots and and to be able to understand the signal flow exactly. and how the things actually work. Yeah, because then, we were recording. Like, that was the production side. But the recording side, I had, like, two uh, two inch, uh, not two inch, but two uh, quarter inch reel-to-reels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, and we record stuff on there. And then uh, this guy that was managing us at that time back then, he let me hold uh, his eight-track Tascam oh, cool. uh, sync cassette. And uh, so I had like a little, uh, you know, console and then the sync cassette. Uh -huh. And that's 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 what that's what uh, birthed the house of demos. You know nice. what I'm saying? I had the mic in the closet. I had a little compressor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was going to tape, and I would sync up. I would use track eight for the sync. Oh, yeah. And uh -huh. just sync up everything with the uh asr10 and then yeah. just have seven tracks with vocals and uh yeah man that's how we did that shit wow. and people would come you know from arlington you know uh -huh, yeah, yeah. you know it come had a mic in the closet you know what i'm saying and yeah they come out and do their thing man nice yeah yeah cool <laughs> and i imagine eventually you started charging money and it became a business i did yeah you. man yeah because i think by this time it was like maybe um maybe 91 and i was getting out of high school um, so yeah, my mom let me set up a business inside, you know, <laughs> inside my bedroom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, cats used to come through. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All the hip hop cats, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, like the original heads used to come through, man. Nice. Crazy. So what was, what was the first, your pr first production gig that like you felt like you were getting out there? Like people were going to hear this, or this is. 
Um, or, or made, probably, was there a point where you felt like, oh, I'm a professional now? Like, um, this gig is doing it for I me. Would say, I would say, like, Shabazz 3. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shabazz yeah. 3. Um, because we were the first um, hip-hop group here in Dallas to uh, be sponsored by, sponsored by Miller Lite. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so we had, you know, we had Miller Lite sponsorship, and, um, you know, we had posters with our pictures on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, we were the first hip-hop group to do the Dallas uh, Jazz Under the Stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? And then we won, like, uh, Best Hip-Hop Group, I think, in 2001 or something like that, I want to say. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I think that group, you know what I'm saying, uh-huh. was really like, you know, when me, my cousin— uh, at Fats and my DJ Bobby D when we all got together you know what I'm saying cause at first it was just like kinda me and my DJ Bobby yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying I was a rapper he was a DJ mm-hmm. and then I would do my thing with DDT but I would still be with Bobby you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and then I, I kind of gravitated a little bit outside of DDT and started my own thing. So that's how we sh- formed Shabazz 3. Yeah. And I think prior to Shabazz 3, it was Flowmatics um, with this cat named MYK. And um, yeah, so it was me, DJ Bobby D, and MYK. And then we kind of disbanded that and then started uh, Shabazz 3. Nice. So yeah, Shabazz 3 was like the group that, you know, kind of opened up those doors here locally and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool that in your lifetime and part part of mine, like we like we grew. I, I guess hip hop started within our lifetimes, yeah, pretty much. It did. Even yeah, no you doubt. know being very young, yeah, but word up. It's cool to see it go from its roots of just being a a brand new thing that to it becoming the probably the biggest the genre. biggest genre. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, even country music has hip hop yeah, elements in yeah, it nowadays. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got trap beats in their right. songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. That hip hop changed my life. You know, people always say, "Why? You know, why you have dreadlocks? Why do you have dreadlocks?" And I always say, "Well, yo, hip hop. You know, what I'm saying yeah. it was the hip hop music we were listening to. We were listening to cultural, uh, Pan Africanish." Or pan-African hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Or cultured yeah. hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, so, yeah, you know, people talk about vegetarianism and, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, I became a vegetarian. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you ever go to the pan-African connection of course. in Dallas? Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Yeah, I know Bendele and his, uh, yeah. his Bendele transition, but his wife, Akwete, yeah, we all know each other. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, oh, okay. pan-African was like our... I call that our bridge to Africa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because back in the like late 80s and early 90s, you know what I'm saying? That was where we got our books from. That's where we got our incense from. That's where we got our body oils. I still mm-hmm. get my oils from there to this yeah, very yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. They yeah. have so much great literature. Man. Yeah, 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 it's ridiculous. It's awesome. Yeah, videos. it's dope. Yeah, videos, yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that that was our bridge. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? glad they're doing well and still, still around. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sister Equate is keeping it going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we try to support every chance we get by going out there and buying something. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, I well, obviously you worked with Erica Badu right. at some point. Was mm-hmm. that your first, like, big... That was my first big major, uh-huh. yeah, major, you know, artist or whatnot. And me and Erica, when we, we went to uh, Arts Magnet together. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so she, I was, uh, it was 88, 89. I was in ninth grade. She was already a senior. But uh, we knew each other, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Arts is not that big. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so we, we all knew each other and stuff and like that. this was Booker T? Booker T, yeah, yeah, yeah. Booker T, Washington, uh 
performing arts. So I went there in the ninth grade, and then they were like, "Yo, you got to go back to your home school because you ain't you ain't cutting it with your with your academic." Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I was there for visual art for drawing. Uh-huh. I was good in that, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. the other stuff, man, I was I was having too much fun, man. It was too much freedom there. Yeah. It's it's like fame, man. Like that school was literally like fame. Like wow. m- you know, people dancing in the hallways, girls. You know, it was crazy. So I'm a freshman, man. You know, it's not a regular <laughs> high school. We having fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of let my work slip. So they was like, yo, you got to go back to your home school. But me and Erica had already met each other. We already knew of each other. She 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 went by Apples at oh, the right. time. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so we knew each other. So I end up graduating from Woodrow Wilson High School in East Dallas. And um, when Erica came back from Gremlin, you know what I'm saying, she got back on the scene, on the music scene and stuff, man. And uh and we all formed this um this conglomeration called Soul Nation. And uh, so it was my group, Shabazz 3. It was Squad X. It was, you know, rappers and painters and uh, actors and all that stuff. And so we put on shows around Dallas and stuff like that. And uh, people really loved the Shabazz 3 group, you know what I'm saying? And Erica was a fan and stuff like that. And, and plus she was a friend, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, she was just a fan. But we know each other. And uh, so... Um, so yeah, like uh, when she got her her record deal, um, uh, she was like, "Yo, let me use that that beat," and it was this track that we had that Shabazz Three had called um, "I Got to Handle Minds," mm-hmm. and it was a you know she loved the beat. Like if we were on a show, if we were doing a, a show together, she would always do like ad libs on that track with us because she loved the beat. And um, so when she got her deal, she was like, "Yo, let me use that track," you know what I'm saying? And man, you know, like that was uh, she, you know. She was our, um, I don't know the word, but she was just, you know, she was our equal. Yeah, I'll put yeah. it like that. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Right. I, yeah. yeah. So it was like, no, you know, that's our track. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and I was really just kind of doing beats exclusively for Shabazz 3. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? I had right. never done a beat for anybody else oh, outside wow. of that. Yeah. So that ended up being not only your, well, you your first biggest, but your first. Yeah, really. my first. Yeah, oh, exactly, man. Because cool I had never, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to, uh, you know, that sound. People used to say, y'all have a sound. So I wanted that sound to be, you know, just exclusively for me, you know, my group. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, she was like, yo, let me use that track. And I'm like, no, you know, we rapping on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then my man who was, like, managing us, who let me hold a task cam, um, he was like, yo, you might want to do it because it's it's going to be a national release. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody knew at the time, like, that shit was going to do what it did. Yeah. Nobody nobody right. knew that. You know right. what I'm saying? And um, so I was like, okay, cool. So I took our vocals off. You know what I'm saying? I made a new track for us. And then I sent her the beat, and then she wrote this song called Drama to it. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, and it ended up on the album, man. Wow. And uh, But that's how that song ended up on there, man. And, uh, yeah, had I had I been staunch and just been like, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know where yeah. <laughs> Then you'd be telling a story that nobody believes. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, was, I, almost got, I was almost on that album. You know what <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, so, yeah, that was my first, yeah, yeah, that and was that my first. And that album ended up with Grammys, right? Yeah, man, Grammys, um, multi-platinum, you wow. know what I'm saying, the whole nine yards, so man. awesome. Uh-huh, and uh, it's, uh, it was, it was my first you know, experience with the actual music industry as a business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it got real then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When the contracts came and they're 30 pages, you know, 
it's real. You know what I'm saying? And when you have to go get your you an attorney and all this stuff, it's real. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was my first time, you know what I'm saying? And um yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm very thankful for that whole experience, man. Nice. Yeah. And did that open the doors for, for more work after that or were you still you know just what? doing Shabazz stuff? Man, you know, I was still doing Shabazz stuff. Um it didn't really open up a lot of work, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the internet wasn't just popping like that right. back then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And so you kind of had to, you know, somebody had to like kind of pull you up and say, yo, this is blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, we couldn't get on the internet and be like, yo, I just did this. You know, hit me up. Yeah, 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 You know what I'm saying? We couldn't do that. So somebody had to kind of open that door for you. And unfortunately, that didn't really happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, um... You know, so it not a lot of work didn't come. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Believe it or not, and people actually, people didn't even know that that album was a Dallas produced album. Like uh-huh. most of the producers on there were from Dallas. Jaborn, Free, Modaku, me. You know what I'm saying? Like people didn't know that that was our music. You know, they yeah. associated it with Brooklyn and with Philadelphia, sure. and uh, so we didn't get any kind of shine. Wow. At least I didn't think we got any the shine that we should have gotten. Right as producing a record uh, album like that yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. so no nah, not really yeah 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 people always assume that oh i know the work started flooding in not really right you know yeah. what i'm saying no, that really. makes sense the internet yeah. has changed a whole lot it has man yeah it has and it's you really had to have a gatekeeper yeah you know what i'm saying back then you know self-promotion you, what are you gonna do you're gonna go around to these you're gonna fly everywhere yeah. to, to the offices <laughs> of these people yeah right you know so yeah yeah not really yeah yeah and so after that, I mean, you've had lots of success since then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you just did that just by grinding. By grinding, man. Yeah. By, you know, by grinding and by, um, by grinding and um, a lot of um, intangible things um, like, um, like, um, sorry, like letting go of ego. You know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff came to me after I let go of attachments and ego to certain things, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, that's the grind I did. It was more self grind than, you know, the actual physical grind. Mm -hmm. It was more like internal work. And, um, and then like stuff came after that, you know what I'm saying? I can only sit here and say that now looking back because I like to look back and and piece it together and I can say, well, yeah, that happened because I, I let go of this ego wise. And then, you know, I was able to go in this direction and then something came. Right. So, yeah, um, there's a lot of self-work, you know what I'm saying? A lot of self-grind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, work came after that. I, I'm, I'll tell the story. Yeah. So, and, you know, whoever hears this, maybe this thing helped them. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, most people assume, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You was, you know, part of Baduism. You know what I'm saying? It did great. The album did great. And, of course, I made some money. I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah. Um, but, like the work didn't come in to keep that money flowing. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. money is going, you know, uh-huh. I ain't never had no fucking money. So shit, yeah. of course I'm going to blow the shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. do all kind of crazy shit, you know? And, um, so yeah, when the money was dwindling down or whatever, um, I wanted to work with certain artists, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but I didn't have the team, you know, behind me or whatnot who had those connections and stuff like that. So it was kind of like, um, I was just kind of out there. And so I would, um, in particular, I wanted to work with NDIRE, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, my ex-attorney was working at um, 
he was working at a uh, universal at the time. So I was like, yo, Dan, you know, I got some songs. I'm trying to get to India. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's see what I, what we can do. What and year was this? This is, um, this had to be like maybe 2000, I guess, maybe 2001, okay, I was 2002. Inter- interning at universal at 2001. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Man, maybe like 2002, 2003, okay. maybe, you know what I'm saying? Um, it was somewhere around that time. Ooh, it was ooh. early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And um, so um, Dan was like, yo, you know, send me some stuff. I'll see what I can do. But that fell through. And then um, I knew um, this cat named Mark Batson, this producer named Mark Batson. Mark produced uh, in India's first few, uh, like three albums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I knew that cat because he had played keys for me before he blew up. He played keys for me on a, another song I produced for this other artist from Dallas named Sandra St. Victor. Uh-huh. And Sandra St. Victor is, you know, war-renowned. She had a group called The Family Stand. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, they were renowned, but she's from Dallas. So I produced some songs with Sandra, so I knew Mark through that. So I got at Mark, I'm like, yo, Mark, man, I got some songs for India. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Nothing nothing happened, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, dang. You know, so I'm working at the studio out here in Fort Worth, you know, and uh, it's slow. Business is slow, you know what I'm saying? Shit just wasn't happening. Me and my ex-girlfriend at the time, we were breaking up. It was a lot of whack shit happening, mm-hmm. and no music opportunities are coming. And uh, so I was like, you know what, man? And then me and my business partner, we had kind of got in, like, into, like, some stuff. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I think I need to leave, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um... So I went and slept on my cousin's floor in East uh, in Pleasant Grove, and I got me a job. You know what I'm saying? I got a job working at Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by self-work. Um, the ego and the attachment to the material stuff that I had, I was thinking that, like, that is what's going to bring it. You know what I'm saying? And that can bring it. But maybe in my case, I needed to do something else, you know what I'm saying, internal. So, um, so. I had to move my ego out of the way and go get a job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very hard because I'm a multi-platinum producer. This is in my head. Right. I'm yeah, a multi-platinum yeah, yeah. producer. I, you know, I'm supposed to be making music. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so I went and got a job at Whole Foods. And, um, man, people used to come into Whole Foods. They see me. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? And um, But I had to do it because I, I needed money. You know what I'm saying? I had to survive. And the studio wasn't, wasn't just producing like that. So, um, so I'm working at Whole Foods and all that stuff and um, and worked there for about two years at Whole Foods in Turtle Creek, on Turtle Creek, um, on Lemon Avenue in Turtle Creek. And uh, so I'm working, you know what I'm saying? A couple of years go by, I'm working, you know what I'm saying? And uh, man, I'm walking around the store one day and then my homegirl who worked there with me was like, yo, there's a beautiful girl in your department, you should go help her out. I'm like, okay, cool, you know what I'm saying? So I walked over to the department and I was working in the body care department. And uh, so I seen the sister over there. She was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking for this. I was like, hey, you know, can I help you? She was like, yeah, I'm looking for the Singer Saving Grace throat spray. I'm like, okay, cool. It's right over here. You know what I'm saying? And she had a gala on, like this African headwear that women wear. So she had a gala on. So I'm like, okay, you know, cultural, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm like, oh, you're a singer? She was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? She was like, yeah. I'm a singer. And she was like, what, you make beats? I'm like, yeah, you know. And I'm thinking, like, well, I, she's a singer. I ain't seen her around here before because I kind of know everybody around here mm-hmm. who would look like that. And uh, she just looked at me. She said, I'm India. <laughs> and that's how me and India worked. Wow. It what was a no, story. I know. It was no manager. It was no attorneys in the way. You know what I'm saying? Because I think my one of my lessons was I was using... I was relying on other people and their intentions 
um, might not have been my intentions. So I was, but I, I didn't realize that. And so I was relying on them to do stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And they might have done stuff in an aggressive way that I might not handle my business like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But they yeah. might be aggressive like that. So, I, you know, I was relying on them to do stuff and just, it didn't happen. And so I feel like the universe um, said, yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you on this path with her face to face. There's no attorneys. There's no manager. There's nobody to talk your business for you. Just you and her in a, in a very humbling setting, mm-hmm. Whole Foods, you know, a grocery store. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we're face to face like this and I know who I am and that's India. So I'm like, Oh, I was like, okay, well, yo, she was like, I'm India. And we just both started laughing. I said, Oh, okay. Well, you know, my man, Mark, Mark Batson. She was like, you know Mark? I'm like, yeah, Mark, you know, played keys for me. I was like, yo, I'm Ty Macklin. I produced um drama for Erica and I produced this other song for Erica called Today. And she was like, You produced today? I'm like, Yeah. She was like, Yo, I used to love I love that song. She was like, I used to play that shit over and over. I'm like, okay, cool. She was like, Well, yo, we gotta work together. I'm like, okay, cool. I was like, yo, you ain't gonna remember me. She was like, Yes, I am. So we we exchange information, man. And me and India have been cool ever since. Wow, that's you know what I'm saying? And that was in you know, maybe 2003, 2004, somewhere around there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, somewhere around there. Like, in that in that time, early 2000s. Yeah. And, um, and man, at, at that time, too, like, during that period when I left the studio, I was really thinking, like, man, was music, is this something I'm supposed to be doing? Because this is all I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when shit wasn't coming in, I'm like, yo, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Or am I supposed to just top out here at Whole Foods? You know what I'm saying? So I really was kind of at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when she showed up, it just kind of confirmed it for me. Like, yeah, man, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, because, come on, dude, we had a Whole Foods in Dallas. And she showed up on a day when I'm there. Yeah. Knowing I was trying to get songs to her. Yeah. Prior to. You know what I'm saying? Is she so, Was she living in Dallas? Is no. She, no. Wow. That's, that's what I'm saying. Wow, she was in Dallas. Crazy. She was in Dallas for some kind of Kirk Franklin shit. Oh yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Uh-huh. And so she just happened to come to Whole Foods. Wow. You know what I'm saying. So I looked at that as like, yo, that's a sign that yeah, man, you're supposed to be doing music, you know, and maybe you need to take a different approach and not and handle your business in a way that's that's comfortable for for me to handle because I'm very like fair, uh, peaceful. Yeah, yo, no drama. What this. Uh, let's do it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. I, I want was fair, but no aggression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No aggressive tactics. And Absolutely. and my um my previous like managers or what they were kind of aggressive, you know. But you know, I have to thank one of them because had he not been, you know, had he not said, Yeah, man, you should let Erica do it, you know, I might not have done it. But he was an uh his his, his he had aggressive tactics, you know, that mm-hmm. I wouldn't I don't handle business like that. Right, right. But um so yeah, so me and India was able to meet face to face without any attorney, manager, nobody in between us, just me and her wow. and in a humble humble way. And um and yeah man, we exchanged info that day, man. And you know, after she left I fanned out. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> right. I'm like, yo Yeah. Yeah. But uh I didn't even recognize her, man, because I was so like, you know, like I wouldn't expected her to be there. And then I, it was not like I got her posters on my fucking wall. Right. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I didn't really just recognize her right off. You know what I'm saying? So, um. Oh, man. The same thing happened to me with Ronald Shannon Jackson. I was oh, that's the in cat. the diner cooking. Oh, man. Yeah. And he walks up and he, you know, he has a very specific vibe. Most to definitely. Him, yes. You know? 
and um, I, I'd been a big fan, but I didn't recognize him. At that time, he was sick. I didn't know that at the, yeah. at the time, but he had lost a lot of weight. Oh, wow. And, um, he'd had um, a wig of braids, like really long braids mm-hmm. that were beautiful. He had um, all sorts of stuff, uh, like In it. woven into yes, it and, I and stuff. Yes, I Yes, I shake. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was cool. And I was like, mm. I was yeah. like do I know this? I was like, who is this guy? You know, you could just feel like he was some, oh, yeah. somebody. Most definitely. And then uh, afterwards, um, I was, uh, the lady he was with paid. Yeah. And uh, I was like, does that guy play drums? She's like, yeah, that's Ronald Shannon Jackson. Hell that yeah. ended up being Laney. You know Laney? I know Laney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're Laney. good friends now. But, oh, that's dope. But yeah. yeah, at that point, I was just like, no, shit. Yeah. He's played drums on some of the most amazing records yeah. ever. Like, I like, I was a huge John Zorn fan. Uh, when I was younger and now still, but that kind of shaped the way I thought of music. Like, oh, that's dope. Really crazy. And, you know, I was listening to that before I found out about free jazz. Yeah, and word so up. That turned into free jazz yeah. and his stuff with Ornette and yeah. everybody. It was crazy. So I was like, what the? And, and um, so I met him at that point and that was it. And then it, Maybe two years later is when yeah. I started working with him. That's dope. But yeah, it was kind of the what, same thing. I was him? just like, "What's going on?" What here? what kind of work did you do with him? Um, well, my one of my best friends, Curtis Heath, um, who I also play in a band with, mm-hmm. he met Laney through, I don't I don't know how. Yeah. Um, but Laney basically laid it out and was like, "Yeah, Shannon's real sick." Yeah. And. He has all the tapes that he's ever recorded on of his own stuff. Oh, my God. Because back in the day, you know, the, the record label would own the tapes. Most definitely, yeah. And so when you were done recording, you never had that tape Hell no, again. they had the masters. But exactly. <laughs> he brought his own tapes in and recorded all on his own tapes. Fucking the labels dope. never had them. So at his house, he had hundreds of tapes. He had ADATs. Oh, my God. Everything. And so um, Curtis recruited me to help him. Uh, we just started archiving everything we could <sighs> and it ended up we'd, we'd go over to his house and we'd just sit there for half a day listening to stories or talking um, I made it a point to like every time I went over to see him to have something in mind to ask him about like no hey did you ever meet um, Nina Simone you know yeah, word up. Yeah. and he's like yeah, I I met her once. I never played with her. You know, we were at an airport and it was 110 degrees and she was wearing a mink coat. <laughs> oh shit! It was sweating like crazy. You know, like yeah. stuff oh, like that. So I mean, so dope. many. Oh, it was crazy. I was like, "What about Thelonious Monk?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, it, you know, oh, at the God. time I moved to to New York, the thing was if he." heard about you yeah. and you know it was possible that he might want to play with you. He would invite you over to his apartment. Oh my God! And so. He got invited over there. He goes to the door, goes in, and uh, Thelonious is—he's sitting on a like a throne. He has a throne in his apartment. Thelonious. And so yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> so they're just sit, sitting there like yeah. talking and stuff, and they never ended up playing playing together. Oh wow! Uh, but he went over there and that's dope. Just like just hung yeah, out. Yeah, it was oh, nuts. He, one so time he was on dope. the street with uh, uh, he saw who was. Um, I don't know. There's yeah. a million stories. Yeah, no doubt. And I wish I would have recorded them. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, man. That I wish w- I would have recorded all that. But. So Shannon um, Shannon is real good, was real good friends with Rachella Parks. I don't know right. if you know. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Rachelle. Yeah. So Rachelle is like my big sister out here. Oh, cool. You know what I'm saying? And um, like she's family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, my... I call her my god sister. These mm-hmm. are 
people that the universe appointed to me. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And uh, so uh, my god brother is Leonard Hayward. He played uh-huh. violin. Oh, yeah, with, uh, Leonard, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's my business partner. Oh, that's really? The one, yeah, he he co-owns, well, he runs the studio with me. Oh, so that's it's, it's actually four of us. Yeah, it's, it's Al Gibbs. Al Gibbs is like the owner. I'm the co-owner. And then Leonard is like, you know, our partner mm-hmm. and then Donald is our, our partner and so yeah Leonard is like my brother you know what I'm saying wow. that's like the 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 brother that the universe assigned to me and mm-hmm. Al the owner is like the dad that the universe assigned to me you know what I'm saying these yeah. are elements in my life that I didn't have wow. I just had sisters and a mom so the universe assigned you know what I'm saying yeah. uh, the male energy inside and so um yeah um so yeah, man. So yeah, um, Leonard, of course, is really good friends with Rachella. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I met Rachella through Leonard and stuff like that. And we've been family ever since. Like ever since I fucking moved out here. That's great. Yeah, I yeah. met them through Shannon. Yeah, 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 yeah man. And I, I mean, they probably wouldn't remember me now, but I. Uh, I bet you Leonard would. Leonard is Leonard has a f- great yeah. Leonard and I did. Everybody. I played a show with him once. Uh, did you? When he, I believe he was playing with Unconscious Collective. Yeah, exactly. Say. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing with the Unconscious Collective. I think it was <laughs> their record release, and we played at a um, at a uh, taco shop yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. I forget which one. For a while, there were like shows going on in taquerias. That's dope. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I forget. That's crazy, yeah, he man. Was, he was really great. I hung out with him for a long time before the show. Small fucking world, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, that's my brother right there. That's awesome, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother, man. That's and my man. It's crazy. Like, I can totally relate to, like, you having that epiphany. Yeah. And, like, getting to the point where you have to drop your ego. Yeah. And figure something out. I'm actually, like, I feel like I'm kind of in that place right I feel now. You. Where, like, I've done all this stuff and put all this work and all this money and, like, had this gear lust yeah. and bought all this stuff. And I've done really great stuff, but it's not like I'm not paying the bills. Right. So, yeah. like, at this point, I'm, like, kind of picking up extra stuff. Yeah. Like, doing live sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little this and a little that. Yeah. So, I feel like I'm waiting for my India moment. I feel <laughs> you. you know? yeah, it's going to come. It's going to come, man. Yeah, It's yeah, going to yeah. come. The crazy thing, I, yeah, we, we, yeah, I think those India moments are going to come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, wow, man, yeah, I, you know, that story... I, I, you know, sometimes I don't tell people, you know, because people have their idea about success and what uh-huh. success is to them and all that stuff, you yeah. know. And, um, you know, so, you know, when you tell them, yeah, I did this with Erica and stuff like that, you know, you know, they don't know the backstory or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, but they have their own idea of what success is. So, you know, yeah. I just let them do their thing. Right. And yeah, they yeah. think that I've I worked with India Oh, I worked with er- yeah India because of Erica, you know, like it was right. in succession. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't really like that, you know what right. I'm saying? It was just sure. kind of, you know, yeah, some other shit happened. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. <laughs> wow. But then, you know, from from India, you know what I'm saying, I was able to work with like um this uh this really dope R&B cat, this uh soulful R&B guy named Noel Gordine. Um voice is really reminiscent of like uh sam cook like old school oh, soul cool. sam cook yeah, yeah. yeah and uh he had noel had a dope ass fucking song that was like a hit you know what i'm saying uh called the river and um i just played on radio all the time and um so i always would hear it and i'll be like man i want to work with yeah i want to worry that cat because i at the time I, I just had worked with like a lot of female artists like erica india Ndambi, sandra st victor um yeah, a Cy Smith. Um, so I, I was working with a lot of females. So I was like, yeah, I want to do some soul shit. So I thanks to the internet, you know what I'm saying? I got on the internet, mm-hmm. like looked up his management and called it, cold called his manager. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And luckily, like, you know, he wasn't as insulated as most 
celebrities are. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you got to call eight people or whatever. Yeah. So I was able to call his manager and talk to his manager, let his manager know who I was. And luckily, his manager, um, me and him had mutual uh, associates. Mm-hmm. And so um, so he was like, yeah, man, well, I'll put you in contact with Noel. So the next day, you know what I'm saying? It was all three of us on the phone. Wow. And uh, yeah, so I, I got it. That's how I started working with Noel. And uh, yeah, me and him still make music to this very fucking day. This was probably about five years ago. You know what wow. I'm saying? And we still make music to this day. Like, That's cool. We have good chemistry and music. Yeah, and all the stuff. So when he's in town, he'll come down and stay at the studio. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Because we got the kitchen and the shower and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. So he'll stay at the studio, man. We make fucking music. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, so yeah, yeah, another crazy. Um, I guess the when I, the first time I met you, mm-hmm. um, was at a Living Color show. I think. I yeah. mean, I'd seen so, you in yeah. the diner and stuff. Exactly. But yeah, um, Shan- I was with. Curtis Heath mm-hmm. and um, Ken Shimamoto and Shannon oh, yeah, had Ken. sent us That's up there yeah. to talk to Vernon about Dope. about how he was sick and yeah. like kind of get some stuff together and we had been working on trying to get some uh, some sessions going yeah uh, and get like Melvin down a word up Melvin Gibbs yeah, no and, um, oh man I forget who all yeah agreed to do it but we were yeah. gonna have a big recording session never ended up happening yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a. It was you and yeah. Tony Williams. It was I me, think. Tony Williams, and Sandra St. Victor. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Sandra, yeah. because mm-hmm. Sandra and Corey uh, from In Live a Color, they're, uh-huh. they're 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 homies. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so that Sandra, was the connection. Yeah, 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 Sandra was down here because I was mixing her record, her album, mm-hmm. and uh, so she was in town for me to mix the album. And uh, when she when Corey hit up like, "Yo, you know, I'm in, I'm coming to Dallas," she was like, "Well, you know, I'm in Dallas right now, right?" Because Sandra <laughs> lives in um, Amsterdam. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. So she lives in Amsterdam. So she was in town or whatnot. And uh, Corey hit up was like, "Yo, you know, what I'm saying I'm in, t- you know, we're coming to Dallas. You you in Dallas?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm in Dallas." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he was like, "Yo, y'all got to come down to the show." And then of all places, they at the fucking Kessler. Yeah, you know uh-huh, what I'm saying right. with Jeff, with and Jeff shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. I'm like, yo, this is a fucking yeah. you know you can't go wrong with this. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we all went down there, and um, and that's how I was down there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But through Sandra, and then um, Tony, I hooked him up with Sandra because um, you know I was I worked with Tony on some music and stuff like that, and I was like, yo, you gotta meet Sandra, and he was familiar with Sandra because of a past work with the Family Stand and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um. Uh, yeah, he wanted to meet her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, Sandra is one of the like dopest vo- soul vocalists around. Like she was the uh-huh. first one out of Dallas as far as like soul. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like when she was, um, she went to Arts Magnet and she graduated from Arts Magnet in like '74 or '75. Mm-hmm. And when she got out, Roy Ayers. She, the next day, she was on the road with Roy Ayers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's how me and Sandra have a song that has Roy Ayers and Donald Byrd. And Questlove on drums, Jeez. and this cat named Artie, Artie Bell on bass, and then Mark Batson on keys. Wow! And uh, it's a song called Dizzy. And um, gotta hear that. Yeah, it's real dope, man. It's called Dizzy. And um, yeah, so I and we recorded at Electric Lady, and oh, um, wow. yeah, man, up in the C room, and um, yeah, man. So the shit came out dope. So um, Sandra, you know, a lot of people like that tune. And uh, so yeah, when Sandra was in town or whatnot, um, Corey was like, she introduced me to Corey from In Living Color, uh-huh. and she told, yeah, this is the brother that that did Dizzy. He was like, yo, you did that song Dizzy. Oh, I'm man. like, yeah. He was like, yo, 
You know what I'm saying? So to get dap from my man Corey from In Living Color, yeah. like that shit was fucking dope. And then the build and politic with like Vernon them, mm-hmm. that shit was fucking dope, dog. That's awesome. You know I'm saying that was a cool ass fucking. When night. I was a little kid, I wanted to be Corey Glover so yeah. bad. When Cult of Personality yeah, came when he out, had that bodysuit, that I, yeah, glove body I was suit like, on. this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> exactly, life. Exactly, dog. And then when I started playing guitar, I wanted to be Vernon Reed. Like, yeah, yeah. Who didn't want to be yeah, that guy? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You know what yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. So yeah, it was cool meeting them cats. You know what I'm saying? It was like fam because. Sandra is like fam to them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that's like their big sister. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Sandra has written for she's written she wrote uh Paula Abdul's um a whole bunch of songs for Paula Abdul. Oh wow. Yeah, she's she's huge. Um straight out of Dallas, straight out of Oak Cliff, man. Cool. And uh so she's written songs for Paula Abdul. Um she's good friends and uh like one of the background singers for Shaka Khan, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And uh, she wrote uh, Soul Sanctuary for Prince. Prince oh, recorded wow. it. Yeah. And they all knew, they all, like, she knew Prince. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That they call each other. You Dang. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So she, she, she was the, she was the link that linked me up that night with, with In Lemon Color. But that's yeah, that's my, that's my homie, man. That's, that's like a big sister. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Me and, me and Sandra, we've been making music together since like maybe 2000, you know, five or something like that because her dad worked at the DMA mm-hmm. and uh, so he would always tell my DJ who was working at the DMA like hey my daughter is blah, 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 y'all gotta meet <laughs> and so my DJ was like well yo she need to meet my man Ty you know he did stuff with Erica so that's how we, we linked up and, and I found out who she was who Sandra was I'm like oh okay, damn <laughs> and then her fucking vocals are fucking crazy yeah. like Common used her shit um, uh, chocolate hot, uh, chocolate um, shit ghetto heaven Okay. Common did a, a version of Ghetto Heaven on I think on his chocolate chocolate for water water, water, for, yeah, chocolate. water for chocolate. Yeah, yeah water yeah. for chocolate. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Ghetto Heaven is Sandra's song. You know what I'm saying? And Common just redid that shit. Yeah. Wow. And Ghetto Heaven was huge, man. The family stand, that was that was a huge band. They were on the fucking David Letterman show. Very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. So yeah, Sandra's like that's a sister of mine, you know what I'm saying? And uh so yeah, that's how I met nice. in Color. Awesome. Yeah, that's how I was there that night. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was dope. Nice. So mm. tell me about your studio. Okay, so yeah, so Alpha Omega Recording Studios. Um, it's a um, we're the longest running professional like African American owned recording studio between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, we've been in business for about, you know, probably about a total of thirty years. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And uh, yeah, it's a five thousand square foot facility, man. And uh, got the Kawhi Grand Piano, the drum booth, and all this stuff. Got two rooms, an A and a B room. And uh, yeah, man, it's cool, man. You know what I'm saying? Awesome, it's dope. Like your your studio is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like I love your studio, and uh, thank you. The vibe is wonderful in here. You know what I'm saying? So ours is is dope too. I'm not gonna take it away from yeah, it. yeah. You know no, I've seen the videos and the uh, yeah and the pictures. It, yeah, it seems like so comfortable. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, 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 it is, it is, man. And uh, I designed it. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like nice. that. So yeah, you know, I actually like drew the drew the plan up, and then they they came in and built it. So um, nice. so yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I, hey man, it's dope, man. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome. dope. I can't wait to get over there. Yeah, man, you gotta come through, bro, because it's just you know, it's it's good vibes, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, um, yeah, we've been in, in the current location. We've been there for 21 years now, almost 22 at the current location that we're at. And um, yeah, trying to keep it going, man. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what's on the horizon for you? What are you working on? Or Man, I'm working on so Yeah, so um, as an MC, uh, I also rap. You know what I'm I started mm-hmm. out as a rapper. Um, I go by XL7, um, Extra Square, XNL7, you know what I'm saying, X, X Square. And uh, so this is my 
third solo project you know what i'm saying it's called seeds and um yeah so i'm i'm done tracking and mixing and now i'm working on video you know what i'm saying i want it to be a video uh, a video project so i'm working on video some anime uh, one of the videos is going to be anime one of the videos is going to be in fat albert style cartoon ah. and then one of the videos is going to be stop motion yeah oh that's so, cool it's a lot of fucking work yeah, man, you, <laughs> you have uh, big aspirations for these videos. I, I saw the one uh, where you're in the spaceship. Oh yeah, man, that's yeah. freaking awesome, man. Thank you, man. That's so cool. Yeah, that's that that was from my um my second solo project called Ty Macklin Presents, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a project where I just like some of the dope people that would come to the studio. I'd be like, man, that dude could sing his ass off. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I got all these fucking tracks. You know what I'm saying? Let me, uh, let me, uh, you know, let, let me just take these tracks and then ha- let's co-write mm-hmm. and write to them and then I'll put them out. You know what I'm cool, saying? Yeah. And uh, one of the songs did really well over in London, this song called Soul Lover. And man, that song like did extremely well. Like we still sell units like cool. you know what I'm saying I think I released that project maybe two and a half years ago and we still sell units of that song you know what I'm saying they love that song so f- as an independent you know what I'm saying to mm-hmm. be able to release something with minimal promotion yeah. and for that song to make that kind of an impact over there that's dope yeah. you know what I'm saying and so yeah so that that song that you're talking about is mm-hmm. called um, Don't Get It Twisted mm-hmm. um and that had featuring, Tahiti on it, right? Yeah, awesome. it's featuring my man Tahiti yeah, yeah. and my man Doc Strange. And Doc Strange won, him and Tahiti both won the Fort Worth Weekly like best album, hip-hop album or something like that cool. for Doc Strange, I think maybe two years ago or a year and a half ago two years ago and so um so yeah so yeah i'm working on like a new 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 project yeah and awesome. tahiti's on it doc is on it um this cat named g51 is on it who's dope my man dap is on it who's dope yeah so yeah yeah awesome so yeah i'm planning on releasing that, releasing that in 2019 very yeah. nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's why that's what i got going and then shout out to um k avet k avet is a r&b artist that um uh, was doing her thing on the scene. Like uh, she just released her album, and I think I did like, I think I did like maybe seven tunes on that album. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to Jordash and all that stuff, man. Jordash Grant uh, helped me co-produce some of those songs and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, she's doing her thing. Like she's really doing well. Awesome! I'm so excited to <laughs> check a, out all this stuff. Yeah, K Yvette. Yeah, yeah, man, K Yvette, man, check her out. And uh, she's dope vocalist. Whew. And songwriting, like yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, man. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot. I think man, that, Brit, I no, think we got you, a lot. Of, yes, yeah. thank you, man. I really appreciate it, man. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. If you get a chance, please uh, give us a rating and maybe a review on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of us, go to DreamyLifeRecords.com and click on Studio, and you can send us a message that way. We'll see you next time.